So Mary, I know um, that you have a master's degree from Yale and you're also a story brand marketing coach. And I can't wait to talk about that a little bit more, but will you share with us what it is that you do? For sure. So I am basically taking 20 plus years of corporate marketing experience, helping brands like WebMD and Johnson and Johnson uh, build, grow and sell their products and services. And basically now I work with uh, small to medium sized businesses that have reached a certain level of success, but have basically gotten to the point where they know what got them to this level of success is not going to get them to the next level. And so I work with them in a variety of different ways, but really help them break through that plateau to, uh, to really make the impact and the revenue that they want in their business. That's interesting. So I actually spent 20 years in the corporate world myself and just with the introduction of technology and digital marketing, I mean, yeah, the landscape changes so quickly and faster than it ever has before. And so that's really, really interesting because yeah, you know, I, I worked for, you know, companies in consumer goods uh, mm -hmm. that sold consumer good products. I worked for B2B companies, but it is, it's a really slow moving ship for sure. You know, when you've got a lot of, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I was, you mentioned, yeah, I got my MBA at Yale and you know, they didn't have, uh, when I was there, they didn't have, you know, Facebook ads classes. Right? You know, a lot of things are changing and evolving constantly. And so you do have to get those CME credits, right? The continuing medical, not medical, but marketing education. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know I would say like, oh, when I was in school, like digital marketing did not exist, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, will you tell us more what it means to be a story brand marketing coach? Yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, Donald Miller and his organization, he originally, um, uh, one of the books he was famous for was Story Brand. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, when he launched that, he actually started a program where he would certify uh, what they call guides in helping businesses actually implement the Story Brand framework. And so I actually joined a little bit later because after Story Brand became um, quite popular, that really helps people get their messaging clear. But what people found was that, okay, my messaging is clear and story brand, you know, helped me get to a new level of success. But then anytime you solve one problem, right, there's other problems that that reveals. And so they recently, um, more recently, I guess you could say, launched Business Made Simple. And so on that side of the house is where I got certified. And so I work with businesses who, yes, want to clarify their messaging using story brand and some of the other tools, but I also help, um, using the business made simple framework, story brand is a piece of that in terms of messaging, but it helps businesses really understand the core elements that go into making a profitable and sustainable business over time. Um, Cause I know, I'm sure you might know a lot of entrepreneurs that are really good at their area of expertise and they start their business based on that thing, but that thing might not be operations. It might not be sales. It might not be marketing or leadership or some of those other elements that go into making a business really successful in the long term. So that's what I help with. Yeah. So gosh, again, thinking about it from a business perspective, you know, I, I wonder, are they even thinking about storytelling? Because it is like, you know, really where like digital marketing even is, is moving into, especially with platforms like real and TikTok, right? It's 
that mm-hmm. those, um, you know, videos where you're out there and you're trying to share your message, but doing it in a way so that it resonates with your audience. And it's so hard to do. It sounds so easy. But yeah, once you turn that camera on and start talking, if you really don't have a plan and it's really something that happens, I it for, I think for some people it happens organically and they're so lucky. <laughs> but for so many of us, it is so hard to do. Well, I know in the work that you do with your authors, you know, I'm sure a lot of the authors that you work with, they have this amazing story and they have this amazing message and they can create impact if people would just read their book. And I, you know, it's kind of similar to what you do in terms of, I know that if people could just understand what was in the, in here for them, um, but sometimes we have to lead with what they want instead of what we know that they need. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sell them what they want, give them what they need, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so I know with a lot of clients I've worked with, um, even successful authors today, you know, book is a great way to really getting on stage and building that authority. And so as a marketing strategist from a marketing perspective, what are some ways you've seen uh, how a book can help contribute to someone's overall brand? Definitely. I think a book is a really great piece of that authority building platform. Um, like you said, uh, once you have that book, really you have a keynote. I mean, you have the ability to, to use speaking to grow your business. I'm a huge fan of using speaking from entrepreneurs, business owners, even, um, you know, personal authority brands within larger corporations. I think that that book gives you kind of that authority imbued into, into your own personal brand. So I really see that. Um, you know, and it's one of those things too, where I think it's a great tactile thing, especially for people who sell knowledge products or, or coaching or consulting, um, because sometimes it's hard to sample those kind of things. You know, it's not like we are a cheese maker and we can put out our little samples of different cheeses and things like that. So I've seen the power of books too, to really be that sampling effect so that you can give people a little bit of a taster of what it is that you do in your, in your broader business. Yeah. Um, it's funny. One of the things I was thinking about again, and just as, as entrepreneurs, I think somehow, right. We are the face of the business mm-hmm. as an author, obviously you are the face of your book. Um, but is there a good, so a lot of times I work, work with authors, some of the things I struggle with, right. And I think for all of us really is it's hard to, kind of talk about yourself and talk about your story. A lot of people I work with, right? We're not, we feel like we're bragging sometimes, right? We know we want to be of service. We know we want to give, but just knowing a good place to start or or how to do that, again, it can be challenging. Do you have any like tips or advice for just how to take that first step? Yeah. I mean, it it is so true, especially like you were saying, if it's a scenario where you're the face of the brand, you're the personal brand really going out there and representing your book and your, your business. Um, you know, I think, you know, people say things like fake it till you make it and do it scared and all of those things. And I think that that has power, but I think also, you know, for me, it's about recognizing the fact that it's not about me, right? It's not you. It's, it's really about them. And so shifting that perspective for me, and I think some of the folks I've worked with in the past has, has benefited because it's, it's like going to a party and you're like, oh my gosh, how do I look? And does my shirt look okay? And like, oh my gosh, do these jeans make my butt look big? (laughs) And so all of that, where really everyone else is doing the same thing, right? Everyone else is so worried about what's going on with them. 
So just shifting that mental mindset of, okay, I'm going to show up to, to really serve, or I'm going to show up because today I'm going to help one person, right? I'm going to, I'm going to do this live because there's someone out here who needs to hear this today. And it's not about me showing up. It's not about, you know, me, it's about them. I think that sometimes that shift in perspective can help. Yes. Yeah. Especially for authors too, because there's, um, this analogy when talking about your book that, uh, what you want to try to do is, you know, think about if, if I were having a conversation with a friend or a neighbor and I'm talking about a problem I'm experiencing, right? What is it I would have to say to make my, you know, my friend say, oh my gosh, this is the book you need to read to solve that problem, right? What words would I use? What sentences? How am I saying it? How am I phrasing it? You know, it's almost like when we think about in Google searches, right? How would we Google search it, whatever this problem is that we're talking about? Uh, no, it's totally true. I like that way, the way to describe it, you know, getting into their mindset of what are the words they're using to describe their pain. Yeah. Do you have any tips or advice for, I mean, obviously there's like Google, right? We can Google it, but yeah. Any other um, suggestions for how we might try to like get into their head? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of this because I think one even even experienced career marketers fall into the trap of using the expert language, right? We get yes. so involved in our products, our services, our business. We start using I call them vortex words because they just suck the meaning out of the word itself. <laughs> um, and so I love you know you you either pay in time or money, right? So there's the scrappy way of you're going to invest your time going to Reddit threads and and having conversations with people, right? Just talk to past clients or customers or buyers, or, you know, just talk to them about, well, what, what was it that you were experiencing right before we started working together and really listen for their words, right? How they're specifically describing it. Um, and then there's always the fun online research, you know, I've known even, um, you know, some entrepreneurial launch brands that have been very successful mining Reddit threads and Amazon reviews and things related to your category where people are talking about, um, challenges or things they liked about other books or other, you know, services or products. And that's how you can then position what you have to offer into that dissatisfaction, right? What is the gap of the experience that they're having with whatever they're using to solve that problem now? Um, you know, for example, I was working with someone in the, <clears throat> uh, the keto space and they were in that health environment and they found some great nuggets, gold nuggets in Amazon book reviews for keto cookbooks. Oh. Of people just saying, oh, well, it's too complicated and I can't find these ingredients. And then they really just spoke right into those gaps in the experience. And that was really successful for them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love that. That is such great advice. And I think sometimes we forget about Reddit, but yes, Amazon reviews. Yeah. Even for, you know, authors, I always tell them go research, you know, competitors <laughs> books, right. Other books that are in the same space or, you know, the same subject even and see what the reviews are. And I think too, you can really identify, you know, what people's pain points are and then use that then, um, as content when, you know, talking about your own book, that is such great advice. I love that. Uh, so, one of the mistakes that I see authors make a lot is when it comes to marketing their book is oftentimes they'll wait for launch day to arrive to start talking about their book. <laughs> and so when it when you work with um, some of your clients, if there's authors, coaches, influencers, when it comes to marketing and branding, what are some mistakes you see that uh, are common out there? 
I would definitely say that waiting until everything's perfect, like you said, waiting until launch to start talking about it, I would say is a mistake. I mean, if you look at what big brands do, you know, obviously they have more budget to waste than a lot of uh, entrepreneurs or startup sized businesses, but even they're doing test markets, right? They might be talking to a, a small group of people or, or a certain geography to test the idea because we don't want to invest in this whole huge effort unless we really know there's market for it. So, you know, in marketing geek speak, there's a big difference between audience centric or customer centricity, kind of customer centric marketing versus product centric, right? The old way of doing it was, hey, we make this, go sell this. Versus now it's really saying, okay, well, we're really good at this, but what's then the overlap between what we're really good at and what we're going to bring to market and what they really want. And so I think pre-selling in the process of development or really just seeding the idea gives you the opportunity if possible to even shift how it's going to come to market or mm -hmm. shift how you're going to be talking about it at launch. So you can inform your messaging and your marketing at that kind of pinnacle point of the, the launch moment. Yes. Oh gosh. I love that. That is so good. Um, and we were talking a little bit before this about sometimes like just do it imperfectly. Right. <laughs> yes. I do, yeah. you know, just take that first step, just go for it. And, you know, I think for a lot of us too, right. It's kind of good if there's not a lot of people watching, right. Cause we can make lots of mistakes and probably nobody's going to catch it. <laughs> Exactly. And I would way rather launch to a wait list, you know, and have people just ready for it than, than all of a sudden have it there and now I have to move it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's so great. So um, I do have, when I work with my clients, um, we have an advanced reader launch team campaign, but do you have any ideas or suggestions just for, you know, pre-selling or, you know, how to get people, you know, on a wait list and get them excited? Well, I think it's probably similar to what you would say, because you're definitely the expert in this space. But, um, you know, for me, it is about really getting that core group, right? So most people underestimate how much gold they have buried in their own backyard, mm. right? Your champions, your collaborators, the people who speak to the same audience, but offer something different. Um, that, that relationship networking is actually, you know, creating real human to human connections, I think get really underestimated in quote unquote marketing campaigns. You know, we think about ads, we think about funnels, we think about landing pages, and I've seen more power in just building that kind of champion base with just having conversations with people, you know, they may not be your quote unquote target audience or ideal buyer, but they might have people in their network that they can influence that are right so just letting people know in your inner circle in your existing network what's going on and how can they help because more people are probably willing to help than you'd expect yeah just creating awareness for it i can see just even you know reaching out the dms or even maybe sending text messages yeah just getting that awareness getting that word out um because it's true you never know could you know that person might be your client but now you're bringing attention and awareness to what it is that you're doing. So they may not be your client, but perhaps may be able to connect you to that next person that is your client or reader. Oh gosh, exactly. this is so good. Okay. I'm having so much fun here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, talking about funnels. Um, so I love building book funnels for authors. I feel like if there's one thing they need, it's to have a, a book funnel because 
um, authors want to be able to identify, you know, who's reading their book, who's buying their book. And that's a great way to do that. The other advantage too, is you can also um, nurture and and serve your readers now that you've identified who they are, Mm -hmm. pre-sell to them. (laughs) Um, But then you also have the opportunity to then upsell to that next thing, whether it's the course, coaching, mastermind, um, all to help really make money with your book. Because our ROI on book sales, it's really just not that high. (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, But it is a great, you know, it it does fall at the bottom of your ladder, value ladder. And it's a great way to, you know, introduce people and bring them into your world. So um, what are some strategies you think maybe an author could incorporate to help leverage their book to really grow their brand? Well, definitely. And I completely agree with you, first of all, and having that funnel there, because the book can get them, you know, from A to B, but to get that full transformation, you know, most authors know that they need to do more. So I love the fact you're helping people with those funnels. Um, And then using it to really grow their brand overall to kind of create awareness for all those other things in their portfolio that they could offer and help people with. You know, I think like you were saying, it's a great thing to bring to speaking engagements or even use to get speaking engagements. Yes. Um, I also <clears throat> have seen benefit from um, using it as part of a loyalty campaign. So sometimes, like I was saying, looking at that gold buried in our own backyards, the people who've already said yes to you at some level, whether it's a client or a customer, going back to them and almost having a reward where they get a signed copy or they can get you know, access to books to give to their friends you know, and have, you know, some kind of, you know, signed version that they can give out that's just for them as a reward, as a thank you for their support. I've also seen that uh, people get excited about that. Um, And then just, you know, using the book too, as part of maybe not a free giveaway, right? Because we don't want to necessarily give it away for free, but potentially as a bonus, right? So if you're running a paid workshop or even a free workshop for those people who register before a certain date, that's a great, you know, VIP kind of um, thing. And people love that tactile thing, receiving something in the mail these days when we have all these emails and DMs and virtual text message campaigns coming into our phones, getting that package in the mail is actually really fun. It's just, it's something that people really enjoy and find special, I find. Yeah. And I always like to remind people, you know, we don't ever throw books away. We keep them forever. Right. <laughs> so- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I have a a whole stack of them right back here. And I've read every single one and some of them multiple times. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, then that brings me to my next question. So um, what was the last book you read? And do you recall how you heard about that book? Yeah. So this one actually goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier. So I was on the pre-read list for Business Made Simple because that just launched a couple weeks ago. So I did just read that from Donald Miller. Um, but right before that, I was actually reading a great book, um, Chasing the Bright Side by Jess Ekstrom. Um, and it's really all about how to embrace optimism and that optimism isn't something that you are innately necessarily born with. Um, it's something that you can develop. And the thing that people don't really understand is that optimism is actually born in the hard times. It's not born in the easy times. And so for me, that was a really powerful message. Really enjoyed that book. Ah, do you remember how you heard about that book? Yeah, so I actually heard about it. Um, it was one of those kind of train of thought things. So a friend of mine had said, oh, well, you should follow 
um, Jess on Instagram, because she also speaks about speaking and I speak about, you know, using speaking to grow your business specifically. And she speaks about how um, she helps women become keynote speakers. Um, and so I started following her and then she was talking about the fact that she had this book out there. So then I went and looked it up. And so I, I really heard about it because she was doing a pre-launch. She was sharing the fact that she was actually launching a new book for kids, a kid's version really of this. Um, and so of course I had to go buy the, the first book before I bought the kid's book for my kids. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. So proof in the pudding, how like pre-launch really works. And you ended up buying two books then because of that. <laughs> ended up buying two books and I've actually given it away probably three or four other times because of something that she says. Well, so two things. One, I really think that one thing that I see in marketing all the time too, is we think we're saying it too much. Mm -hmm. And she was bringing back messaging that she had done when she had originally launched that book, just because I hadn't followed her back then. I hadn't heard that. Right. And I only hear like a small percentage of all the content that she puts out. So we can talk to Laura Blue in the face about this. And all of a sudden people will be like, Oh, do you do this thing? Right. So definitely tell your authors to scream from the hilltops, right? Because people are still waiting to hear about it. And then um, the other thing just about, you know, if you hear someone that is having this trouble, this might be a good book to give them, right? Tell people what to listen for um, to give them that gift. Because she had a couple of reels she was doing was, you know, this is the kind of person that would be a great person to give this as a gift to. It's better to say the same thing a hundred times than a hundred mm -hmm. different things one time. Yes, a hundred percent. Um, anything you've noticed in uh, the latest launch from Don Miller, maybe something he's doing that you thought might be interesting uh, marketing wise to promote his book? Yeah, for sure. I think one, um, two things that I thought were really interesting. Number one is he definitely followed that um, get your base really excited about it. So mm -hmm. he does have obviously a, an email list and also the, the certified community. So, but he really got that that base excited about it, kind of updating us about when it's launching, how the launch is going, um, you know, inviting us to the pre-read group and not just once, right? I mean, I think yeah. I haven't gone back and, and counted how many emails, but I think at least over a dozen emails, just kind of updating those, that base about like when it is and how it is. And, you know, cause I've got two boys, we do sports, I travel for work and yeah. like, when is that again? Right. I've already gotten 10 emails about it, but I'm really glad he sent that 11 because that was the time that I actually put it on my calendar. <laughs> so really rallying that base, I think was something I would put into my, um, toolbox. Um, and then also he's running a workshop as a bonus for anyone that buys the book and then submits proof of purchase so that he's actually running a live, um, business bootcamp workshop. So yeah. he's going to be there. And then he's also bringing a couple of guest speakers, one of which happens to be Amy Porterfield. Oh, so wow. I think that was a really great idea to, to give it as a VIP bonus. And then obviously when you're bringing a joint venture or collaborator, you're also obviously getting the, the extra airtime that they're going to be sending to their community. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so great. Yeah. And by offering those bonuses, whether it's, you know, workshops and digital downloads mm -hmm. or access to courses is such yeah. a great way to, yep. You know, kind of entice people, encourage people to buy the book. Maybe they want to be part of that workshop more than they want the book, but they have to buy the book to get access to it. So I love that strategy. 
Exactly. Yeah, and there are people who learn different ways. I mean, we have audible books now, but you know, some people are readers, some people need to listen, some people need to listen and read at the same time, and then some people need that live interaction. <laughs> so I think it plays to everyone's strengths. Mary, this was so great. Thank you for your time today. Will you tell us how listeners can get a hold of you? Definitely. So the fastest and easiest way to find me online is just to go to myname.com. So maryzarnecki.com. Um, and I'm usually popping up most on social media over on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. So you can find me there under my name as well. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you.